0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be
1: great, Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiancé, MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season six, episode nine of Happily Ever After. In this episode, the family Libby starts their RV spinoff, Yara is sick of living with Gwen, then sick with COVID, Kalani and Asuelu go on a Jeep adventure, Ronald builds a room in three days, Natalie and Mike yell about respect in front of Lucky the Rat, and Angela yells at Michael in front of a poor store employee. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other channel, Love After Lockup, Okay, since a new season of that just kicked off. Okay, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy! Hello, Miss H.
0: How are you? Oh, it's your first day of summer vacation.
1: It is my first real day of summer vacation. Woo! I mean, and already I was like sitting around the house all day being like, I need to find something to do. I can't oh do this. All summer.
0: I'm already <laughs> exhausted with my summer job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's because that's because you work in the summer. I my summer job because my summer job, quote unquote, is watching my kids, right? That's what I do all summer. My kids aren't in school. I mm. gotta keep shaking my kids. But as they get older, that job becomes less and less actual work that I'm just like yeah. as much as I'm like, be in the house and make sure they don't start a fire. <laughs> it's like I don't have to oh, make lunch anymore, like all this stuff. is just like, just be there. Like so I gotta I gotta come up with a better plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we're going to start off today's episode with a rumor roundup. And I didn't even realize, but it has literally been like four months since we've done it. I, our intention is not to go that long, but it's been a long time. And in this time, there is a lot of babies and weddings, I guess. Okay. A lot of life events happening. All right, so Pau has made her debut as an amateur wrestler. She now goes by the name Paola Blaze and is wrestling in local matches in Florida. It's a boy for Alan Alan and Kierlam. Kierlam gave birth to their healthy son Enzo about a month ago. Danielle of Danielle and Mohammed has graduated nursing school. Congratulations. Cassia of Jason and Cassia got married earlier this year in Italy to her Italian fiancé. Lauren and Alexi are expecting their second child, another boy, expected in late summer. It's a baby for George. Uh, His girlfriend, not Anfisa, gave birth two months ago, and they have not released the gender or name. Libby has addressed some rumors um, having to do with her mom saying some uh, unsavory things. Ashley and Jay have finally finalized their divorce. Colt has secretly married his girlfriend, Vanessa, in a chapel by the river, and even though Debbie was not there, she is thrilled. Ed, on the other hand, has publicly stated that they wouldn't even stay engaged for six months, so I guess he was wrong. Robert and Annie are pregnant again. Annie made an announcement two months ago, and it's a boy. Sasha and Emily are expecting baby number two, and they're talking about moving back to Russia. Ben and Akini are officially living together here in the States as a married couple living in Glendale, Arizona. Andrew of Andrew and Amira is involved in a lawsuit against bloggers and YouTubers over slander. <laughs> Dean and Regine, uh, that's uh, uh, Tariq's brother, welcomed their first child, son Marshawn, in March in the Philippines. After a disturbing phone call between Ed and his ex-girlfriend Liz uh, from Single Life uh, was leaked, a petition asking for his removal from TLC has gained two hundred or sorry twenty six thousand signatures. Lisa uh, is officially divorced from Usman, so she just got married to childhood friend and more age-appropriate man Tracy. Devin was involved with a podcast featuring other reality and YouTube stars, and she revealed to her co-host that she was pregnant with her current boyfriend, Topher Park. The news was leaked, the podcast fell apart, and Devin had a miscarriage. Tim and Melissa will not be on HEA, and it was a prank played by Melissa. they are instead going to be on 90 Day Diaries, uh, they are engaged and still together. Armando and Kenny are officially married. They tied the knot in Ensenada, Mexico, with a 100-person guest list last month in at the Mar- Mansarda Winery. Yeah, so congratulations, a lot of wow. babies and marriages.
1: A lot of names. I think I was most excited for Andrew suing the bloggers because that just sounds like a hot, hot trash.
0: <laughs> oh, it's gosh. It's there. kind of funny to me because, once again, like – My teen mom worlds keep colliding with 90 Day Fiance, and it really has to do with Janelle because she's just a hot mess. But she's in on that lawsuit with Andrew. And coincidentally, she was also in on the Devin drama because Mm -hmm. she was part of the uh, group that was – she was supposed to be part of that podcast Devin was in. And then it kind of fell apart because they all were hating on Janelle because Janelle's trashy husband killed a dog and so they were just like we had no idea that this is what this person was like involved with and so everybody started dropping out and you know causing drama but then through that whole thing that's when devin like told her podcast co-host that she was pregnant and she's not anymore and she was really upset that they had leaked it and janelle was like uh you know affirming the information saying yep that that's what she said so, yeah, a lot of drama going down. Teen Mom too.
1: Yeah. Wow. Just bringing it all together, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Or at least in my world, I know you don't watch Teen Mom. But. Yes. No, I did not. <laughs> all right. So let's get started with this actual show. Yeah. Yes. So let's, let's do that. Let's go with Yara and Jovi. So Yara is at Gwen's house because of the storm. Yara had no idea that such destructive weather existed in the U.S. And she Googled Katrina and now she's actually scared. The next morning, Yara is packing up to go home because she just wants to be alone. Gwen is trying to get her to stay. Uh, Yara says Mrs. Gwen and Monty are very kind and nice, but she wants to be naked and doesn't feel comfortable with another man in the house. Gwen tries to get her to stay, but Yara is insistent on leaving. Yara just wants her own space. Gwen says that she'll continue to check in on them, whether she likes it or not. Yara says she's tough. She can handle taking care of Mila by herself. Later, Yara is running a fever and has terrible headaches, so she takes a COVID test and finds out that she's positive. She wasn't sure she should continue breastfeeding. She ends up going back to Gwen's house where Gwen helped her with Myla while she quarantined. Jovi calls her and asks how Myla is doing and worries if she was uh, sick as well. Uh, it ends up that Yara, you know, should continue to uh, keep breastfeeding and Mila was okay. Jovi asks her how she could have caught it. Yara was really careful and wore a mask and – but at the same time, she was out at the grocery store and kind of feels mad at Jovi for questioning how she got sick. Yara begs Jovi to come home and he says that he sent his mom, but he can't leave work. Yara's having a hard time being alone with a baby in a foreign country. Okay, so that is a good question for someone that, you know, does all the right things, at least she says. How do you think that Mm -hmm. Yara got COVID?
1: I mean, she probably was just out. I mean, she probably just got it exposed through because it's not like she's working right it's not like she's no. doing whatever i think it was probably at a store at the grocery store. now do we do we necessarily believe that that's the only place she went was the grocery store yeah probably not right i think she probably has gone other places or in and around new orleans too um that she probably caught it from but i she i mean i she's a mom I and mean, she has that infinite home there's not that much she could be doing And some people just had bad luck with that. Like, I definitely know people who are like, listen, I have gone literally two places for the past six months and I got COVID. Like, yeah, and and I've I've known a few. I now Have I known other people who got COVID that 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 did not apply to? Absolutely. But, you know, (laughs) you do hear some of these hard luck cases.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel bad for Gwen a little bit because it just doesn't – I know it's not Yara's intention to feel that way. And I get as someone who likes their own personal space and gets kind of tired of being around people. Uh, but it almost seems like Yara isn't appreciative of what Gwen is doing for her. And she is. She's doing a lot. right? But I think she's doing it because she actually cares and loves them and she really does want to help her out with Nyla. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it did seem – and that's what I get. I, I – I get everything she's saying, but it's also like, okay, everything you're saying is right. Now shut up about it because we don't need to hear about it anymore because it's not any different. Yes, does it suck to have to be around your mother-in-law and have to be in her house and not have your own space and not be able to hang your towel up and then walk to your bedroom to get dressed? Yeah, it does suck. Like it, it, it does and it is not comfortable and it is, does feel like you're a visitor for your entire life. But that's not changing because you complained about it, right? And it's not changing that yeah. Jovi can't come home, right? It, it, it's that that all it's something we can deal with at a later time. And it's like we don't need to hear it because it does when you keep saying it. When you keep saying it and it's something that Gwen knows, it does make her feel bad. And it does make her make, make it feel like you're being ungrateful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tough situation.
1: Yeah, especially the part where Gwen pointed out like all the things. She was like, how are you going to take a shower with the baby starts crying? Like, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I've been – I've been – you know holding this baby and taking this baby for you so you can go do this that and everything. Nobody's gonna be there when you go back home like she it makes points about like trying to point out I think I'm doing more for you than you realize I'm doing <laughs> right,
0: right right. what do you do with them if that's the case if you need to like go to the bathroom you just like sit them in something and just hope they don't roll away
1: yeah you put them yeah, you <laughs> put them in you put no you put them in the pack and play right you put them in the, the crib or whatever and you go. Take a shower. And if they cry for the 15 minutes through your shower, then they cry for the 15 minutes through your shower. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world for a baby to cry for 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, Let's move on to Tiffany and Ronald because I'm going to have you help me out with this one. So uh, Uh Tiffany and the family are getting ready to go to South Africa. Tiffany is actually really looking forward to seeing Ronald and kiss him after 10 months. Tiffany is not looking forward to being on a flight with two kids. She's also avoiding thinking about what happens if South Africa goes into lockdown. Ronald is getting ready for the family, so he's trying to build a room for Daniel so he doesn't have to sleep on the couch. Ronald doesn't want Daniel to miss the U.S. because Ronald is plotting for them to stay with him for six months. Unless Ronald gets his visa and then they can all move back to the U.S. together. Ronald hopes Tiffany will see that they have a good life there and he's providing and wants to stay longer. He says if they're not on the same page, he will force Tiffany to stay. So that was about all I saw of their segments oh. uh, because I think I accidentally fast-forwarded their last segment. So Mr. O is going to help right, me out. So they
1: do They do end up getting to South Africa and it's all hugs and you know love from everybody. Um, everybody's really excited to see everybody. Daniel's excited to see Ronald and everybody. So they go – When they do get back, they get back in the car and they drive back to Ronald's house and he shows off what he's been doing for the family. Um, Tiffany is actually pretty impressed with what his decorating style is. She said he did a pretty good job, you know, especially considering he's a guy. And maybe the curtains are a little, but, you know, the rest (laughs) of it's pretty good. Um, Then Ronald shows Daniel his new room. He opens the door and Daniel is very surprised that that's what it is. It's a room just for him. Of course, it's still... Smells like paint and so and has like newspapers on the floor. I guess it had wet spots. Yeah. So he can't stay there tonight. He's going to sleep in the couch tonight, but he's going to sleep in the room for the sometime soon. Um, and uh, Tiffany right, so far so has kind of has a so far so good attitude about what Ronald's done on his uh, on, you know, before she got there to get ready. So that's kinda, that's kind of where they left off um with the rest of it. Okay. So,
0: so, how do you think he's going to force them to stay there if they don't go to? That was my question, right? too.
1: What does he mean? Oh, I'll my God. her to? What's his mechanism for this? Like,
0: yeah. Like, kidnapping? Like, right. barring them from leaving? Physically putting barriers up?
1: Is he going to steal her passport? Like, what is, what's his plan? Oh.
0: That's what Andrea and Lamar did. You know, she stole his license or
1: whatever. Right, right. That would, you know, he, then he'll go to jail and she'll get to leave. So it'll be good. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what crazy. his plan is to fort. I'll I'll force her to because it, it. He sounded like he was really trying, and and for most of it, except for that one time, he's like, "Oh, I want to do this, I want to save fix it. and if they want to leave, I'll force them to." And it was like, "Whoa!" I know that it was from?
0: super whoa. creepy. <laughs> I was like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah. Also, I was kind of impressed. I did catch a glimpse of the room because I uh, was kind of uh, very passively watching Pillow Talk. So I did see the room and I was kind of impressed. Like he at least they gave us the impression that he had put up the room like from literally nothing. It was like a garage, right? He sectioned off a garage space for this in like what? Three or four days?
1: Yeah. So I don't know how much it did because and this is where – I'm kinda I was kinda like looking at it. So it definitely looked like he put up some walls. I don't it didn't seem like they were to code, or at least not to the US code, because no. it was like a two by four framing. But it didn't have like studs every 18 inches or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he framed
1: it with two by fours and put some drywall on it and then painted it. He painted it bright blue. But I don't know if right. he put like a roof on it. I feel like it might just be open to the top of the garage. <laughs> And that's based on that was based on how echoey it was when everybody was in there. But that also might be because of the concrete floor. I don't know what the audio quality of stuff is. I mean, it wasn't a bad job, but it was like one of those things that was like, yeah, that room is going to have to get redone eventually. You know that, right? Like this isn't good enough for (laughs) for a permanent room. Um, But it was funny because you missed that part because then Tiffany was like really proud of that. She's like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a room. Other man would just say, let's get a new place. My man just. Builds a room himself.
0: Was that a pro?
1: <laughs> is that a pro or a con? Because I feel like, you know, it's it's a super, I don't know if it's a well-worn trope in like fiction as much, but it's definitely a well-worn trope amongst people who are like contractors and stuff is how many times they have to go in and fix what the DIYer oh, in the gosh. house tried to do the first time and it's like yeah yeah don't tell your husband this but we had to completely undo everything he did
0: like <laughs> oh gosh i feel like that is the story of my place right now you know it's just like why would you wonky oh. do it like this it's like oh i could see why
1: yeah, i've done that myself like my my parents house when they moved in we had to undo everything they did i've had friends that they were like We don't know why this is wired. I'm like, I don't know why that's wired like that either. It's really dangerous, actually. (laughs) That's a terrible idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, okay, I can see. So it's like one of those things where I could see where the challenge was that you couldn't just do it right. Right. right, Because it wasn't a straightforward thing. I get that. I see exactly what the problem was. But I don't (laughs) see how this was like the solution, like to, you know, fix this problem. So...
1: Yeah. Anytime you buy somebody else's house, you definitely have you definitely have a couple of instances where you're like, why did they do it like this? Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: have have a feeling, too. That would be the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, like, oh, man, I don't I don't know. I mean, it seems like he tried, but it just seems like I feel like he's done trying now. He's like, look at what I've set up for you. Yeah, of that story. should be enough to
0: carry me through something.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm good. I've, yes. I've,
0: uh, you know, banked enough capital here that I can be a crappy person for a while, or not do anything, and be like, "But did you see the broom that I just built? I don't have to do anything." Right? For did a you while. see the
1: room? Did you notice that I had bedside tables and not just cinder blocks with an alarm clock on it? God, (laughs) did things for you guys. Thinking about it, because that's what she was afraid of. She was like, "I hope it's not a bachelor pad." And the other thing I thought was funny too is like, yeah. When they first got from the airport, like she was like touching him because you know that's what you do—you touch people because you haven't seen Mm -hmm. them. On like the drive, and she was like touching his face, and he was like, "Oh, you like the beard?" And I was like, "That's not a beard. (laughs) That's like stubble at the most. (laughs) He like had a little bit of stubble, like on his neck too." Oh gosh, that's funny
0: because like, oh. you're right I saw him I was like, that's not a beard that's
1: <laughs> not a beard. <laughs> yeah but
0: I was impressed with his decorating and my other question is why couldn't he have he had done this before was it because he was living with his mom I can't remember now they were living with his mom the first time
1: yeah I remember because remember they 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 did and they got their own place that was like fenced in and they were like ah vaguely remembering that stuff remember they they interviewed and they're like, oh yeah we have yes. to lock that gate over there or else um you'll certainly get robbed and she was like, wait what like, and like yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. There's like roving gang street gangs here that'll just totally rob you if his door's open. Like if his yes. door is not behind a gate. It's like, uh So and they were moving out of somewhere, but I can't remember where. Yeah. All right. Wanna get wait, did we do two already? Oh, it's my turn. Okay, so let's go to yeah. let's go to Kalani and Iswaelu. So uh Kalani wakes up feeling like shit after having to bounce between the cabins all night to calm down the kids, which of course she blames on Iswelu for picking two cabins that are too far apart. His plan for the day is an adventure, seeing the sights on the uh, around uh, around the resort after a night of shake it, shake it, booty, booty. Okay. Oh, adventure is a jeep tour on the off-road trails that Kalani did not really wear the right bra for. At the top of the trail, they sit for another talk where Kalani comes clean about talking to a lawyer about divorce and immigration. It angers Asuelu and he leaves the conversation. Well, he says like their safe word and then leaves the conversation. Anyway, after he cools off for a bit, he comes back and asks for a hug and Kalani apologizes and cries. She appreciates him not blowing his lid and says that, you know, she didn't and he says he didn't know how serious she was about the whole divorce thing. Then they symbolically throw rocks off of a cliff to get rid of all the bad energy in their relationship. Uh, So I don't know. I feel like this this one kind of got me being at the beginning when she was like, I slept like shit because I had to keep going to different cabins. And she's yeah. like, if it's who hadn't picked cabins that were so far apart. So, I don't know. Who do you blame for her terrible night's sleep?
0: I think it's her. Like, she clearly hasn't set boundaries. Yes. And I also think that, you know, maybe she doesn't want to set those boundaries because maybe she likes being – feeling needed, you know, and feeling like she's the one who has to comfort the kids And, but then Mm -hmm. at the same time, you can't blame anyone else if that's what you're choosing. Like, why is it that, you know, her mom couldn't help comfort the kids? Because isn't that what her mom is supposed to be doing anyway? Like, the only thing that I can think of is if Kalani is somehow comforting by breastfeeding, because I know she is still breastfeeding. But then at the same time, it's like, well, shouldn't you have pumped or something and like prepared for this situation?
1: Right. I mean, it it definitely strikes me as a situation where she, Maybe it's longer term. She set herself up for this. She already set herself up for a port where she can't spend a weekend away from the kids.
0: Yes. Right? Because
1: mm-hmm. in, a, in, in, a real, in a real world, when you're trying to plan a romantic weekend, you would just leave the kids with mom for the weekend and she wouldn't come with at you and home. be in a different cabin. They would be at home and there would be no traveling back and forth between cabins. But second of all, if, have, you, have you put yourself in a situation where the only way to calm down your kid at night is to breastfeed? Because it's not about eating at that point. He's fed. Yeah right? It's mm-hmm. about soothing, right? That the only way your kid can soothe is by breastfeeding. Like then, then that, that again is something that's like, well, that means anytime your kids had a problem, you've, you've never, you know, allowed them to self-soothe. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's going to be, that's kind of another issue, but like, it's definitely not a Swelu's fault. No. Right? And it's, it's like, it is, it's like, and I feel for him and he doesn't express it, but I feel for him and that like Listen, we cannot plan every second of our, both of our lives for the next 18, you know, we're 16 years on the needs of our children for every single second. Like we, yeah. we can't do that. <laughs> like that. That you can't have a fulfilling life like that.
0: Yeah. She really does need to be better about setting boundaries because it's very clear that she doesn't. Otherwise, these kids wouldn't be there with them.
1: Yes. They wouldn't be there at all. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't. Yeah. You, you, would, you could totally, you know, pump. Earlier, you know, extra pump the, that the rest of the week have the end and war worse comes to worse. Give the kid formula for and he's on solid foods too. just have some yeah. form, formula for a weekend.
0: Right. That's right. It's yeah, because we're not saying for the rest of however long. I don't want to say the rest of their lives, but, you know, right. the rest of however long it takes them to get out of this phase. But, you know, it's like one weekend. You just like calm yourself, set up those boundaries. It's fine. You know, learn to
1: let it yes. go. Right. And if yeah, the kid definitely. has one terrible night sleeping where they cry all the time, they have one terrible night sleeping and they cry all the time. Like it, that those things happen and it's OK. Right. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah. How did, what, how did you feel about their adventure?
0: Uh, their adventure was OK. I mean, how much adventure can you have in Utah? Right. So right. I feel like you're somewhat limited with what you can really do out there, you know. And, yeah. And I would say. It's not that there isn't so much to do, but then you got to think about Kalani is not a ranch girl. So you got to right. think about like what is kind of the best that she would probably want yes. to do. So then you have, by nature, limited your options.
1: Right. She wasn't hiking up there. Like I probably yeah. would have hiked up there. Like, yeah, but right, right. Not, not Kalani. No, no, no. That wasn't no, going to happen.
0: No, no. She's not doing that. Yeah. Um. I thought it was really – mature it made me feel very good about or hopeful I should say about their communication going forward the fact that mm-hmm. they had a chance almost immediately to apply what they had just talked about right. around the fire the day before and i think it was like an effective means of communication um I think that it was good for Asuelu to kind of see that, you know, she is being serious because she is kind of right. She had told him a bunch of times. It was on him for not believing her. And so right. when she finally said, I saw a divorce lawyer, yeah, it sucks. She went behind your back. But now at least you know that
1: she was being serious. It's in the history of divorce lawyers, has anybody yeah. ever visited a divorce lawyer not behind the other one's back? Has that ever happened? Is it ever um, like, I've decided that tomorrow afternoon I have an appointment with a divorce lawyer. That's not how it ever I'm just happens. letting you
0: know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Speaking of divorce, the couple that should be freaking divorced. uh, I feel like that's
1: everybody that's left. Yes, for you.
0: (laughs) Yes, Mike and Natalie. Okay, so Mike and Natalie are back in Squim and now – this is so bizarre. They have a pet rat because Natalie was trying to save the rat from being snake food and then that somehow ended up with her just getting a pet rat that's not the same one that she was trying to save. So it's been a week since they've been back, and they haven't talked about what happened in Oklahoma. Natalie finally brings it up, but she's scared about how Michael will react. Mike says that his mom didn't call her a hooker, and she must have misunderstood. He says she should have asked his mom what she said, and that that's part of communication. Michael says that Natalie is wrong and becomes incredibly dismissive and starts to walk off. Natalie asks if his mom ever joked with his ex-wife calling her a hooker. Mike just says that his mom never said that and he is offended that Natalie is implying that him and his mom are bad and her and her mom are good and he starts yelling at her to stop. Natalie then brings up multiple her multiple degrees and thinks that she just needs respect from Trish. Mike says that no one respects her because she never listens. Natalie says that she'll be a translator for a TV channel, which then Mike gets really frustrated because that's what his mom was trying to get her to do. Natalie tries to apologize at this point, but Mike just doesn't want to hear it. Natalie insists to us that she knows she is right about what she heard, but she's only apologizing to move on. But she's not going to forgive or forget what Trish said. All right. Uh, so what do you think is keeping this couple together at this point?
1: I I don't know. I really don't know. I, inertia, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because
1: that's it. They clearly despise each other. Like, they yeah. really do. Um,
0: How have they not talked to each other for a week about this? And it seems like they've talked about other things, right? Because obviously they went to this pet f- or this feed store and got yeah, a pet rat. Yeah, and it was like
1: – it sounded like a cute – I mean, it was a weird story, but it was, it was a cute yeah. story. Mike thought it was cute at least, right? Yeah. Like the way he told it. He thought it was cute. So they, they, they did other things. they have been to the feed store. I mean, I'm not surprised they took their, you know, four five hour plane ride or whatever from Oklahoma. I'm not surprised that she didn't just she probably did that not talking thing the entire time there. So eventually, yeah. <laughs> eventually she had to talk to him about something that wasn't this. But it was just like, I don't know, they both have just strong feelings that they can't really put into words. And so the words they're using don't make sense when they put them together. Yeah. right. Like it seemed to me the thing that Mike was upset about is the thing that I think mostly upsets him about Natalie, which is true about Natalie. She acts like she's too good for things. Right. Yes. I'm too good to work as a translator was basically her whole spiel. Right. I'm too good to work for the translator. And I'm also probably too good for you and your mom. Like, you guys are kind Mm -hmm. of trash people. She's – you basically called him white trash before, right? Yeah. So that kind of fitting into, oh, no, I don't want to take that job. I have degrees. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well – and so that's what's frustrating him. And then he just kind of goes on things. Like, he said three things in rapid succession that didn't equate to each other. First, he was like, my mom was nothing but nice to do. She respected you. Then said, nobody respects you because you don't listen. And then said, respect has to be earned. It's like, those are not the three different things that you just said right in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was difficult to kind of cover because um, their argument, because you're right. It just pivots so fast. One minute they're talking about the hooker comment. The next, they're talking about jobs. The next, they're mm-hmm. talking about respect. The next, they're talking about, like, degrees. The next, they're talking about mom versus mom. It was just like, what yeah, is this mom, argument? Your mom
1: is – so you're saying my, your mom is better than my mom is basically what he said at one point. And then she yeah. was like – they were talking about what job she was going to take as a translator and she was like, I won't step over my morals. And I was like, what – how is that – how is taking a job as a translator stepping over your morals? I don't yeah. know what's going on here. Um, And it was just all over the place. But, I mean, the whole hooker thing just becomes, like, less and less believable. Like, Mm -hmm. when she has it. She was like – because this time she put it out there like, oh, no, I was cooking. And your mom just walked up behind me, looked me in the eye and said, hooker. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't believe she did that either.
0: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Actually, it's funny because a lot of the people on Pillow Talk were convinced – that she was saying cooker,
1: yeah, she could have, yeah, like maybe she was trying to get the crock pot cooker, cooker, cooker. Like she would have been pointed at the crock pot, trying to get her to pass her the cooker, and she was like, but it just—it made sense if he was using it as a joke, or if she said something as to imply that you're selling mm. your body or something. I get that, but the story where she just walks up behind her and is like hooker, like who does who like would never
0: even do that? It's like that sneezing a bitch (laughs) you know
1: like yeah it's just it was it was so over the place and they just and like i said they're arguing over stuff i don't know what it is she feels like i feel like she's not sufficiently owned so i think a lot of this argument just came down to varying definitions of respect and they were both kind of changing the definition of respect as the conversation as the argument went on to make themselves look better right because some people right. say respect, and it means did you treat me with basic human dignity? That's respect, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And other people mean respect to be like, no, you must, you know, be, treat me as if you're I don't know, maybe subservient to me, or I'm the I'm I'm the one in charge here, and you're the one who's trying to come up to me. And they kind of using those interchangeably, and like also you know, thinking I'm smart or thinking I'm capable of res- as, as respect. And they just kept moving the definition as they were talking. So it was very, very hard to follow logically.
0: Yeah. Um, I am trying to figure out what exactly they're fighting about. And I understand yes. what Natalie is upset about. You know, she feels like Mike isn't supporting her by kind of acknowledging that his mom has something against her. Right? And regardless if it's the hooker comment or not, it's pretty clear that the mom does not support their marriage. And so Natalie just wanted something to show that Mike was taking her side and that it doesn't matter what his mom thinks that it's really mm-hmm. just about them. But then I don't know what Mike is Mike's deal is. I don't know why he's mad at Natalie. Cause you know, it's like, Oh, cause you think you're disrespecting my mom that you don't believe us. Like I,
1: I really do. I really do think it comes down to, um, that, but whatever she does, when she says your mom is not, treating me with enough respect or whatever it is she mm-hmm. says, right? Your mom has it out for me that what she's saying is your mom is a bad person and so are you and I'm better than both of you and you owe me more than you're giving me. And mm-hmm. like he, he – because he definitely takes out anything she says about his mom, he takes it as, as a indictment of himself. If you're telling my mom – if you're saying my mom is bad, you're saying I'm bad because my mom raised me and like he has a lot – Invested in his relationship with his mom.
0: <laughs> so I was going to say. So I feel like he would not be the kind of person to tell your mama jokes. to. He's not going to take the joke.
1: No, no. He was. He's going to be the person <laughs> who gets overly offended by them. Yes. Uh, but then also says he's laid back and is a jokester.
0: Oh <laughs> like, gosh, Don't which talk we about all know. My
1: mom. Yeah. I know, right?
0: <laughs> he is not as laid back as he thinks he is. I'm just saying.
1: He is very much not. Very much not. Yeah. All right. So. Last group for me, which I feel was just like a setup. It seems like the real the real stuff comes next week. Well, anyway, I it's Libby and I'm kind of
0: right. happy to be honest. I was like, Oh, thank God, they're going on this stupid RV trip during the season. And that means no spin-off, oh, at least not with a this storyline. The, yes. the
1: RV trip is not a spin-off. I, yes. uh, I still think they're gunning for a spin off, but the RV trip is Oh, not
0: sure, it. sure. But the R V thing is isn't gonna be a thing on a spin-off, yeah.
1: Right. So anyway, as we as we kind of said already, when the episode starts. The RV is parked out front of Libby and Andre's place. So I guess we're doing this thing. So since Andre is the only one in the family that has a Class B driver's license, he's the one that has to drive the whole trip because it's one of those bus-size RVs. They fill us in on who's all going on the RV. Uh, um, It's going to be Chuck. It's going to be Jen. It's going to be Becky and their husbands and all the kids, but not Charlie. Not Charlie and his wife, but yes, Charlie's daughter. So anyway, as they're driving to Jen's to pick everyone up, a tight turn pops the fridge open and all of the drinks end up all over the floor. After a couple of tries and a destroyed sign to pull in, the RV is parked and everyone gets on. And it's a much tighter fit than they anticipated, especially with all the luggage that for some reason there's no room for in the undercarriage. Anyway, as the trip gets underway, everyone in the back thinks that Chuck and Andre are having it great and riding in the lap of luxury up in front and everyone else is basically in steerage. Chuck and Andre start talking shop and Becky overhears the part where Chuck says, you know, he doesn't really want to hear people, have people overhear what they're saying. And then things start to blow up again, which eventually means that Andre's not paying attention to the road and he gets lost. He ends up on what looks like a one lane driveway and he gets out of the RV to try to get Becky outside to talk to her. And that's where the episode ends. So, um, does this big fancy RV not have a GPS on it? I'm very confused. I don't
0: know. Um, there's lots of things. Like, they're not wrong saying that having to have 11 suitcases, cause they said there's 11 people. They did the math, right? Uh-huh. Uh, there are 11 suitcases. If everybody has their own suitcase, like, that's a lot if you have to keep it on board with you, right? And oh, not yeah. be able totally. to put it underneath. That is an insane amount. So it is. It's like, what is under there?
1: Why can't you?
0: And also, you all knew that it's gonna be cramped space. This is basically like a tiny house on wheels, right? So let's pack light, yes.
1: right? And it's like, I, I guess, I guess I'm on board. Like with and and that is that would be it is frustrating deal with Andre when he's like that. Well, why can't we it's full. It's it's full. There's nothing there. And I was like, yeah. "Can I look? What can we maybe we can rearrange? It's full. It's full. It's full. It's right. full. Shut up. It's full." Like, you know, he kind of just says it and makes a decision. I don't know why. I would have been like, "It's full. If you want to look under and see if you can find more space, knock yourself out." Right? right. That would have been my right. response. It was like, "We filled it because it made it made it sound like there was ample room and he just filled it with all of his and Libby's stuff and was like, "Yeah, y'all can sit on your suitcases. I don't give a shit."
0: Yeah. okay. I'll also give a life lesson for if you're taking road trips and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, Everybody should have duffel bags because I cannot tell you how frustrating it is to have to stack a hard suitcase. And so I run a lot of Ragnars. And so there ends up being like six of us in a minivan with like a bunch of stuff. Right. And it's a lot easier to have to stack. Shove a duffel bag underneath the seat. Mm, but if squishes, you have a hard suitcase, yep. it is impossible. And it's like, I usually blast out an email to our whole team and tell them, I was like, don't be that person. And every once in a while, we get that one person, and everybody always grumbles because when we're having to like stack and unstack the bags in the back, it's always the stupid suitcase that ruins everything.
1: Yeah. The, the yes. Yeah, so I'm with you though. Suitcases don't do well in car trunks.
0: No, like in the trunks don't. or
1: whatever. Right, because I take I take my kids to the beach in my you know friggin' compact sedan, and it goes fine mm-hmm. because I I literally don't have a hard suitcase. I just have a duffel bag everywhere I go. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I travel with all the time. So it fit because it fits in the over. It also requires when you fly. You don't have to have the frigging whole overhead thing open. You can be like, oh, here's a little thing in between two of them. I can just get it shoved in there. There we go. Shove it in
0: there. Right. (laughs) But I get it. Suitcases are more convenient if you, you know, you don't want to have to lift it. And so, like, if you're having to, like, haul Mm -hmm. your stuff around an airport, I get it. But for road trips, like soft stuff that you can squish is definitely better. And so their family could have definitely learned from that, because what I could kind of see from the undercarriage is they had some set stuff in there. But if they had duffel bags, they could have very easily put stuff around.
1: Right. Right. Totally. Totally. But I mean, okay. so then let's get to how the fight started, because I Mm -hmm. feel like. It was all about like – Andre was starting to talk shop. He was like, oh, you yeah. just buy those houses. They come through. And and then Chuck kind of put it – tried to put a, you know, a, a, nip it in the bud and be like, listen, I, it's already a contentious thing. I don't want anybody over here in and it's talking shop and, yeah. and, and, and get the wrong idea, right? And then mm-hmm. immediately Becky overhears him and gets, and gets the, the wrong, wrong idea. idea. <laughs> like why are you guys up there keeping things a secret it was like they were really just like because i mean because i understand it's not from andre too i know andre was specifically going on this trip to butter up chuck but like also what else would you talk about for 15 hours (laughs) with this
0: dude? yeah i know right uh that's tough too because it's like almost like chuck gets to call shotgun cuz he rented this thing and they're not wrong totally. in that they had way more space up front than yes. anyone did in the back you know sure. so i can kind of see how they're suspicious but i think that's also part of the problem with the siblings it's like Why do you always think the worst of everyone? Why can't you give Mm -hmm. them the benefit of the doubt? Why can't you approach it calmly being like, hey, so what are you guys talking about up here? You know, like there's nice ways to approach these and then like ways that are going to create and cause conflict when maybe there isn't any. So it's just like calm
1: yourselves. Because they literally weren't talking about anything that was a secret from anybody like Mm -hmm. at all. It was not like that at all. But yeah, those little things. Hey, what are you guys talking about? Or wait, um, what am I overhearing? I I missed that part, right? Say something like that and not just immediately be like, see, this is what's wrong with both of you. Like, come on. You you start out at 100. Come on.
0: Right, right. So and I mean, honestly, too, it's like I get that they don't give Andre the benefit of the doubt, but it's their dad. Like, that means
1: they're not giving their dad the benefit of the doubt either. Right. They're, you think your all. dad mm-hmm. is
0: in on it? Like that, I don't know. I think that's on you for having trust issues that if you can't trust your dad.
1: Yes. You can't trust your dad who's the president of the company to not get swindled by uh, a scammer. Like then you know, that, that's kind of on you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: All right, Uh, so let's talk uh, Angela and Michael. Uh, Angela is home with the grandbabies, trying to experiment with healthy smoothies. The trick ends up being grape jelly. Skyla drinks Mm -hmm. soda in front of her mama, but Angela stays strong. Angela says that she had quit smoking after the hypnotist, but then, after a while, she thought of Michael, and it triggered her into smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Skyla (laughs) tries to call, I know... (laughs) It's like I was actually kind of happy. I was like, oh, the hypnotism worked. And then like literally a breath later, she's like, and now I'm back to smoking a pack a day. I was like, oh, my gosh. Skyla tries to call Michael for Angela, but he doesn't answer. Skyla suggests that the reason Michael hasn't talked to Angela is because he was upset about her spending money on the surgery instead of possibly having a child. She doesn't agree with it, though, because Skyla has been really happy for her mom's progress. Angela is starting to get suspicious that Michael is up to something. Her trust with Michael is already delicate, so she's plotting to hire someone to hack into his phone. Angela goes to One Stop IT to see if she can get Michael's phone tracked. The employee, Claudio, Claudio (sighs) says that it's illegal to spy on someone's phone. And Angela argues that she has a right because they are married. God, poor Claudio. Claudio (laughs) shows her how to request a location over WhatsApp, but refuses to do anything else because it's illegal. Angela video calls Michael so she can tell him to accept the request. And immediately we see a defiant Michael and an angry Angela fighting over what he's been doing and why he'll regret it. Claudio sits there uncomfortably watching. Angela shows the phone to Claudio and tells Claudio that... This, Michael, is the face of a man who has been conning her. Angela keeps yelling, son of a bitch, to Michael. Angela asks Claudio if he thinks they should be married. And Claudio says, and he tells us that once you're tracking someone's phone, the trust is lost already. Angela thinks that Michael changed since they got married. He doesn't care if they talk or if she gets upset. He just doesn't care. Angela is feeling like he's in it for the spousal visa. She calls him to tell him off about being supportive. She tells him that she's been mistreated and he denies mistreating her. Angela says he's gone too far and she just doesn't have feelings for him anymore. Angela says he lied about his penis. Michael keeps trying to defend himself and Angela says this is her call so he doesn't get to say anything and she hangs up on him. Michael then calls her back. To ask her how her health is and Angela laughs because <laughs> it's really clear he's being fake she tells him it's over and says he's not gonna and he says he's not gonna beg her alright so she says at some point you know like I'm doing all this stuff you know what am I getting out of this marriage so you know at this point what is she getting out of the marriage
1: uh, I don't know not much because what she wanted was a dude that she could control and like have snap her fingers and he's there and yeah. and that's gone. That's not there anymore. So that's right. That's what she had. That's what she wants back. So at this point I, I don't know what she's getting out of this marriage. but I don't but again yeah. then I don't know what he's getting out of it either except for getting screamed at all the time.
0: Yeah, so I think from his perspective, he's just hanging on for the spousal visa, you know. So at this point, Uh since that's – the paperwork is in, that's why he's kind of like, well, this could go one of two ways. I can get it and then I'll just smooth things over with Angela and, you know, come on over. And I think he is very confident that he can smooth things over with Angela. He's done it before, you know. He's not completely wrong in thinking that. Then the other half is like, I don't have to try that hard because the hard work is already done, you know, like and if it gets denied, then, you know, I it's just too hard. I don't want to put in the effort anymore. So I feel like that's where mm-hmm. he's at right now. It's like he's kind of OK with either way, either outcome.
1: Right, right. But that means if he's OK with either outcome, then he also is also kind of in a space where he's like, I'm going to lower the level of bullshit that I'm going to put up with.
0: Yes, Like. Yeah, absolutely agree. I'm not going to
1: answer her phone every time she calls. Like, I don't want to. If I don't want to answer, I won't answer.
0: Yeah. Because I think, like, before maybe he thought it was more fragile, you know? And Mm -hmm. because, I mean, in some ways I do feel like she tests him quite a bit, you know? And so he's, you know, was figuring out what his boundaries actually were. And so I think that was part of, mm-hmm. you know, their relationship before they got married. And then also I think he was genuinely concerned that she would change her mind and not, you know, put in the application for the visa. But now that that's over, he's kind of like, well, that's the hardest part. Everything else I can just figure out when the time comes.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, <laughs> all right. let Let's talk about her phone tracking plan. Like, oh, God. I just, <laughs> The idea that you could, like, track someone's phone, who, whose phone you don't have access to and whose phone is in right. Nigeria. Like, yeah. even before we get to the legality of it, it was like, what do you – how do you think this works? I'm confused. Well, I think
0: people who don't know technology, like, I could see them thinking that that's possible, right? It's like, uh-huh. well, if the government can spy on everything that you have, like, why couldn't other people – you know, and I think that's like what people genuinely think.
1: And the guy was right, too. And that, 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 to be fair, there are people who can do that once you voluntarily download and access an app. Right. Facebook does yes. it because you downloaded Facebook and you and you gave them the authority to do that. So, like, yeah, the idea of it, like, yeah, it can be done. But like, I don't know. But it always, always requires, you know, something on the person's end. But like, yes. Right. But it's like some kind of social know, engineering. If you thought that, if you thought the government, well, the government does it, so why can't I? Wouldn't you be like, I also want you to tap his landline phone and let's take some satellite <laughs> pictures of his house. Like the government does those God. things too. Do you think you can do those?
0: Oh, oh, goodness. Yeah. Very unreasonable.
1: Then we got to the legality part of it and poor Claudio. <laughs> it's like, had to think I this was some sort of sting operation. <laughs> because She was like, he's Double like, we can't money. do that. It's highly illegal. And she's like we can't do it legally and she's like what about illegally and he's like no and she's like what if I paid you double and he was like he's we're like, on camera that's not really the
0: issue <laughs> It's not really the issue here
1: <laughs> it's not really about the money it's the fact that you want me to agree to do crimes on camera <laughs> forget about just the agree to do crimes
0: oh gosh I oh, know man. right that's,
1: that's some some really bad uh, yeah that's some really some really dumb criminality there <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Let's also talk about uh, Angela's health stuff. Like, I love her grandkids. They are so adorable. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're adorable. They're so cute. Yeah, she has the cutest grandkids. But, oh, grape jelly in a
1: a smoothie. I mean, it definitely seems like something that you would – Yo, anything? Yeah, like the whole point of a s- smoothie is it shouldn't have sugar in it. You just put right all the sugar, grape jelly. Yeah, you just
0: put sugar. high fructose corn syrup in there. Sorry. Especially if it's right. coming out of a squeeze bottle.
1: And I'm okay. I'm actually okay with that fun thing. Hey, I'm not going to drink this smoothie. Let, let's, let's let the kids add a funky yes. ingredient to see what they – Oh, and sure. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's, to- that's great fun with kids. Yeah, but like I got the impression that she was like, oh, this isn't half bad. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> She's
0: this like, this let's do rough. this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What is it with her and her new obsession with the – phrase? I think she does it just because it's TV of sexy all. Yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: It's like,
0: oh. just like, and getting all the kids to chant it too, like they're all cheering that's for her. That's the part where it
1: got went, went over. Like, I, it's just like I feel like she's trying to make sexy Mima happen, and I, yeah, I don't want that to she's happen. Like, who's let's, a let's sexy
0: Mima? You are, and then all the kids are <laughs> like, "Sexy Mima, <Meemaw>, sexy Mima!" <laughs> oh goodness! Oh man, that's so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Okay, and then her smoking cigarettes again. It's like, ah, oh, she's never going to get rid of this waddle.
1: No. No. I mean, cuz it's and she said back up to a pack a day. And I yeah. d- it does frustrate me when she literally blames Michael for everything. Like yeah. she could stub her toe in the bed and be like, "God damn Michael. Michael, it's his fault. I would
0: have been. I would have been watching where I was going if I wasn't thinking about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh goodness. Exactly. I was like, oh man. Which isn't great because he's. We talked about how he's not being <laughs> a great husband, but still, like, you're no. still responsible for your own smoking, especially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's why they always say, like, you know, you have to quit for yourself. Like, why yes. if you if you're yes. going to quit for yourself. Shouldn't you, Doesn't that also mean you're smoking for yourself, too, and not for someone else? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. You're smoking because you like smoking. That's why you're doing it. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, that covers everyone. No mention yes. of Tim and me, Lisa, because we yes. learned earlier that that was a rumor.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think she was mistaken. I, I, I'm calling shenanigans on the, it was a prank. I think they told her she was going to be on a show. She tweeted out or, or put it on social media that it was going to yeah. be H-E-A and they were like, it's not H-E-A, lady. <laughs> like, you have to-
0: well, yeah. And given the two of them, she seems the least likely to be putting any kind of prank down, you know, like.
1: Right. Tim, yes.
0: maybe more likely. He seems more of a jokester, but she just seems so like serious about everything.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: OK. So who is your student of the week?
1: All right. So – um, I went with – because I'll be honest. Part of the reason that I couldn't quite follow Mike and Natalie's argument is because I liked Lucky the rat. Lucky the rat was amazing. Oh, God. He was like – he was like right there. He was like climbing on her shoulder. They were petting him. He was like – seemed super nice. And then he like stood up and stuff. I was like – very
0: grossed out by that rat. (laughs) And not because that it's a rat and not because it was running around on the table. Fine but it was running around on the toaster at one point and i was like okay you've got lucky you by appliances i how often are you cleaning off the top of your toaster who knows this rat could be pooping in the toaster like let's get lucky off yeah, that
1: of that is that all is all one surfaces. thing that is one thing about rats that like i i i would that's the one thing about rats that would make me never want to get a rat is because you can't like house train a rat, I don't think. Yeah. Like dogs and cats, they do their business in one spot or they do it outside and it's fine. The rat is – the rat is still just going to do it wherever. Like if yeah. you have them out of the cage, it's going to be out of the cage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I th- I think also with the pooping and the peeing of a rat, it's like so – it's like minimal amounts that's hard to like catch. You know, It's not like you have yes. – this yeah, gigantic it's like puddle right. where you're like, oh, the rat went pee. It's just like, oh, something's wet over here. And you're like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess it peed. So who knows? It probably peed and pooped in that toaster. You don't know.
1: Whatever. I'm just saying he looked cute on TV when they were giving him food.
0: <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, well, luckily for you, he was not my dunce. But my student of the week is a swelu. <laughs> yeah, so a Swaylu, okay. I appreciated that he used his safe word. And came back, mm-hmm. had a rational conversation. Um, you know, it seemed like he had a bit of a, an epiphany. Like, oh my gosh, you could leave me, and uh, things are starting to sink in. And I feel like they're making progress in a positive direction. So, a student of the week. Yep, yeah,
1: yep, yeah, I had him last week, so I didn't want to double give two either. Yeah. So.
0: If I had <laughs> sure. to pick
1: a human, I probably would have I probably wouldn't with Kalani. They were probably the best couple. I agree with that. Sure, sure. Okay, what all about right. your dunce? So so my dunce was Angela. Just yeah. for all the screaming, putting that poor phone guy through that entire argument. And mm-hmm. like even to the point, not just subjecting him to have to sit there from it. Because I've been in some parent-teacher conferences where I was like, could we like maybe do this at home and not right <laughs> in front of me right now? Um because uh, as they usually bring the students now for parent-teacher conferences, the student yeah, is sitting right yeah. there and they're getting like yelled at. And I'm like, uh, maybe later. But she went and turned to be, you see this son of a bitch is the face of a son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, please don't talk to me. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Just, please just like, get I'm out not in the room, please.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Angela for making everybody uncomfortable and trying to do illegal things. Oh,
0: gosh. Yes. That Okay. That's true. So, it's funny that you should have Angela as your dunce because Michael was my dunce. And sure. for this specific reason, um, you know, it's like Angela has just told you exactly what is wrong, right? And so, now you're trying to make things better by calling her up and being like, so how's your health? It's like, no, dude, a little too oh, late, so you know? That was so bad. It it did. It really came off as very fake. And, you know, like, I don't blame Angela for being like, that's like, you know, two faced. And what are you doing? Um, I think Mm -hmm. also it's this is less bad, but I get where he's coming from. But at the same time, he should also know better. Like when she told him it was done, he's like, I'm not going to beg you. It's like, do you know, Angela? Like, if anything, you should know that yeah. she's doing this for attention. She's doing this yes. because she feels insecure where she stands. This very easily could be resolved, even, but at least made things a little bit better in your favor if you did beg, because those are the kinds of things she wants to hear. And yes. you should know that by now.
1: Yeah, but he I, and he does he does know that. He's just like, listen, we're not we're not doing that anymore. We're, I'm yeah. Doing that.
0: I don't have the energy for that. I'm over it.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's over over it, too, because I I really do think that her, this whole surgery thing didn't help it. I made my wishes very, very clear. And you didn't give a shit, like, at all. So, I'm done. I'm done giving a shit about what you want.
0: Right, right. And I can also see him, like, going back and being like, yeah, I guess whatever happens in the visa, it's win-win for me. You know, like yeah. I get denied when I can move on from this lady. Um, if I get it, when I get to come to America, you know. So
1: sure, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right. Totally. What about your life lesson?
1: All right. So, um, most of the, the RV that they got, right? Yeah. They are actually not built to be comfortable while you're driving them. They have these no. big pop out sections. They're meant yeah. to be. They're meant to be driven somewhere, parked, and then you pop it out, and it's comfortable then. Right. Yeah. So just as more to to kind of, you know, expand that and make it more a little more universal is like you got to do research on stuff before you like just pull the trigger on something like that. Like, you should know <laughs> that 11 people can't fit in this thing while it's while it's driving and the pop outs yeah. are like in and to there was like, and there were straps to hold this fridge shut. They didn't put, they didn't strap them shut. That drive me crazy. Like gosh. when he was fixing, putting stuff back in and shutting it, I was like, "There's clearly a latch right there to lock the fridge so it doesn't open." Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, and it seems to me that like, what's your alternative if you were driving in a car or something? That would, I think, the RV is still an upgrade from the car. At least they had leg room.
1: Yeah, it probably is. It probably what well, depends on how yeah. you what you did in the car, but yeah. It would take like multiple cars, but I it still yeah. might take less gas than we drive. Everybody, if they rented a bunch of minivans and they drove up in four minivans, it might still be oh, less gas than that thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, my life lesson is aimed towards Michael. Well, Mike of Mike and Natalie. Uh, you can't pretend to know people's intentions, or you know, pretend to know what happened if you weren't there. Because to me, what's really frustrating is. You know, he is defending his mom like he knows she didn't do anything. Right. And he's like, no. And he's like super dismissive and combative about it. And it's like he can't really say that he wasn't freaking there. And granted, he can defend and say, like, I don't think she would have done that. You know, maybe we should talk to Mm -hmm. her. But he doesn't. He goes, she didn't do that. You know, it's just really dismissive. You weren't there. At least one of the two of you were there. She didn't yeah. even do that.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because he gets he does get that high pitched defensive voice. That's super annoying, too. Oh,
0: gosh. Yes. Very annoying. All right. So this train wreck keeps on chugging along.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, the, the previews for next week looked like a lot of a, a lot of the stories get some some high points let's say, yeah. or low points, depending on who's observing it.
0: Right, right. Okay, so um, also Love After Lockup just started up again. So we have another podcast channel. Um, we just covered uh, the episode one of, I don't even know what season we're on for Love After Lockup. Season four. All kind of season blends four. together. Okay, season four. Yeah. So season four, episode one, we're covering that on our other channel. We'll put a link to it in our notes. And we will see you all next week then.
1: Yep, see everybody then.
0: Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.